toilet seat and it was cold and it all just sucked back up. <laughs> That's the first line on the show tonight. I I'm sure the audience will uh, appreciate this. Don't say fuck or bugger, or that you weren't able to do. Oh, we're well, live, we're live on. Cold. Just so. We're live on the as well. It worked. Oh, okay. Here we know we're live here, and we're live on Honesty. If anyone's looking on Honesty, then good luck to you. Am I subscribed to you on Odyssey? Let's have a look. I don't think anyone knows what Odyssey. I've <laughs> never told anyone what Odyssey is. I'm going to search for 14. There's a separate channel for 14 words. So yeah, uh, I found it. I typed in 14 words. Ooh. Oh, there's a live chat. Uh, there's a live chat. Uh, there's a live chat and everything on Odyssey if anybody wants to go to Odyssey. Odyssey doesn't tell you. Oh, five people are currently watching on Odyssey. Ooh. We've got five on there. Blimey. The highest heights today. Um, anyway, uh, good evening and welcome uh, to our new listeners on Odyssey, if you haven't heard us before. This is 14 Words. And unlike YouTube, you can say fucking bugger in the uh, yeah. in the Odyssey chat, but yeah. I suggest you don't. <laughs> okay, okay, 6K viewers, let's go. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I would like to preface this show by saying fuck Zahid Hawass. Oh, infamous He's channel a dickhead. hopper. He said hello to us on YouTube. Yeah, he hello, infamous channel hopper. I I'm yeah. I'm watching it on BBC Two. Actually, no, we don't call uh, Odyssey for BBC Two. What's that equivalent yeah. going to be? With five plus one, Dave Javu. Yeah, Dave yeah. Javu. We'll call it Dave yeah. Javu. That that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's like Dave Dave Jarvu repeats all the bits of BBC I used to enjoy watching. Uh, good job we're not playing any video tonight because uh, I've put the wrong keyframe frequency in stream stuff. Uh, that's, I uh, yeah, technical things. Yeah, but yep. yeah, it will cause an incorrect grouping of frames if anything happens. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. Oh, infamous infamous cha channel hopper says hi, Hobbit. You should upload your fire videos here. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. Yeah, maybe I I should do that stuff and. Right. Anyway, content, Hobbit. You you have. Something yeah, you I do. Um, do. Do you want to see a picture of a vase, or as the Americans call them, vase? A vase. Vases. A vase. Yeah, uh, all around me I see familiar vases, worn out vases, precision engineered vases, uh, vases. Um, a long, long time ago, as in 18,000 years, oh, so oh, long oh, before... You've got another one, Hobbit. Whenever I see your vase. <sighs> Lady <laughs> around, cheek bad? to cheek. Oh no! Vase. This, this... <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Strangers in the night, vasing one another. Uh, oh, fuck! I can't think of any more face songs. Anyone else got any face songs? 
I would like to preface this episode uh, with fuck Zahid Hawass and the current state of Egyptology. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I've, I've grown, grown accustomed... accustomed to, I've grown accustomed to your vice. Uh, yes, yeah. So, That's hot. So, um, around about 18,000 years ago, and the reason I say that is because there was like some burial in, uh, I don't know, some place in Africa, and they found these vases... Which were uh, vases for American listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they found the, them buried well, there. And... This of it. Oh yes, let's get a picture of of um, what we're talking about, just in case, like the video audience, are not too sure. Uh, one moment, uh, just a minute, just a minute. It'll be there any moment now. Uh, but yeah, so a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. There was this thing called uh, a vase, and you see these vases are kind of interesting, right? Because and then in the uh, after times, after the the greatest, the, that vase. Yeah, there you go. But it's clip up of a vase. You put that on, people. <laughs> I thought you just, had a just, of the vase, not a vase. Well, why not just put that and just say this is what a, a vase looks like? I don't think that'll work. Re- it'll go, it'll go it'll like that. You know what fucking OBS is like? It's a slightly different thing. Oh, you're right, you're right. It'll um, go, oh, it's a slightly different picture format. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's because that's what OBS does. It, it is it is brilliant. Uh, oh, okay, well, we got we got some examples of, of some vases here. Uh, so uh, I'll copy one of these images. So I've got one. I've found, uh, actually, I've, 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 I've this, found one that might do, Hobbit. This is a pretty good one because you see. Uh, yeah, but what about this one? This. Well, maybe I'll show. Super it. exciting clip shows his grape vases. How about this? And one? on Dave Jarvu, they're saying some spicy stuff which I can't repeat onto the YouTube stream. Uh, um, I bet you're still there. You there, man? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm still oh, you went here. Suspicious. You went like weirdly quiet then. What'd you? What about the uh, vase? Uh, oh. I'll put up on screen. I'll, I'll say vase, and you say vase, and then the Yanks will kind of understand what we're talking about because because the Yanks can't even understand their own regional accents, can they? Because they have to have subtitles for them. So it is also known as a flower pot. It's a thing. What is is carved, or sometimes it's made out of clay spun on the wheel. But the uh, the thing that um, uh, oh is the uh, sound is the sound all right? I think the um, let's let's have a listen. Is the sound all right? Yeah, it's it's because I've done I've whoops the keyframe frequency. That's why. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, should uh, we? Let's have a listen on OBS. Oh, not no. OBS. What, are we? Are you we muted? Well, I was listening to the replay on both Odyssey and YouTube, and I can hear my voice, but I'm not sure if I can hear yours. Uh, so um, let me just type in the chat. Can you hear Henry? They said they can't hear either of you us. Hear Henry. I might have to start this one again. Guys, turn your mics on. FFS. No, no, everything's working. Everything's working. This end. 
Oh, well, I'm listening to the stream, and I can definitely hear me. But you can't hear me? Infamous Channel Hopper says, sounds okay this end. So they're not saying, you know, can't hear, hear Hemi, can't hear Hobbit. Yeah, it's fucking knobhead with his cheese phone, isn't it? Well, you know, uh, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, the audio's to... fine. Who's saying that the audio... Alphabet Cat. Alphabet Cat, turn, turn it off and on again. Maybe it, there's like a thing because I keep pausing over my words. Oh, it's, what I'm gonna it's say. fucking cheese phone on the wind up, isn't it? I don't even have a cheese phone no more. He does have a cheese phone. He's got UK cheese in his phone. I'm pretty sure of that. It, it, it was uh, he was being posh. He's got his, he had Brie in his phone. I think. Ah, uh, uh, well. Uh, so anyway. Um, the, the thing about these vases, what is a bit remarkable, is the fact that... Super exciting clip show. Turn yourself off and don't bother turning yourself back on again. Am I allowed to say that on a stream? Um, uh, try turning it off and on again. <laughs> yeah. No, I said he should try turning himself off, but not bother turning himself back on again. That's mean. Don't be mean to our audience. <laughs> Even Guy Fawkes. Even <laughs> Guy Fawkes. In Minecraft. No, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's get on with this show. Anyway, precision vases that are years, millions of years old. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, they were made before the uh, advent of the wheel. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I've been drinking fizzy, fizzy um, barley juice. No, wheat juice, actually. Um and I need to burp again. The thing which you could say, oh, okay, um, obviously they had a potter's wheel because there's no way you can have that level of symmetry. So what, so what just do they, from... What do they mean by precision objects? That, 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 that would be the... So the precision of the symmetry involved in this is you, you're dealing with like a, a few thousandths of an inch, like uh, between five and one, one thousandth of an inch which is equivalent to about 5 to 25 microns. That's, uh, that is very precision engineering. And this was before the advent of the wheel, before the advent of the lathe, and to our knowledge, before the advent of precision engineering, except we forget that there's a lot of precision engineering, not just of the pyramids themselves, but what's inside the pyramids, like those strange basalt... Um, they call them a sarcophagus... But they were never used as a tomb or coffin. So I, I don't think that's really a, a, a good analogy. Well, maybe they did find mummies inside them, but they're, they're, not, they're not tombs. Well, you had, if you had um, uh, to play... To play um, did, did, you'd have had, like, pedal power, pedal power um, grinding stones. But when, when, when did pedal power Bashing grinding machines. stones... Were that, when were they about... Because if you can have a pedal power grinding stone, then theoretically you can have a pedal power lathe, can't you? It, you the thing is, uh, something which is pedal powered and goes round and round mm. is after the invention of the wheel. Mm. And these vases predate the invention of the wheel by 10,000 years, if not longer. Mm. So... Um, and the other thing as well, I just thought, because I do have experience uh, using laves and pillar drills and what have you, mm. and I've, I've turned brass, aluminium and steel on the lathe, so I understand, like, even 
like turning steel on the lathe is not an easy task to do but they're dealing with granite and uh oh let me have a look what this material is because otherwise like saying, i'll get did it you wrong say the, the material what you, you had a description for the material. so they had they had Wait, various take like a chunk out of it right well, i will i'll get on to that in a bit um but sort of various materials right uh these stone uh vases before 2800 bc yeah long before that this i'm reading is from 11 years ago the the information has been a bit updated since then they are made of hard rock materials such as diorite gneiss and granite so uh gneiss looks like uh, some sort of igneous rock uh, but diorite i think is one of the hardest substances apart from quartz and, and diamond let's have a look at diorite is uh quartz yeah that's that's just it's, it's quartz with bits of quartz in it. Uh, diorite is an intrusive igneous rock. Why is intrusive? Intrusive rock is formed with magna penetrates existing rock. Um, that is a moderate content of silicon and relatively low content of alkali metals. It is... Uh, okay, so... Yeah, it's basically it's got bits of quartz in Now, the thing is... Hey, that's quite I've only ever... in the Wikipedia, isn't it? I've only ever turned um, uh, homogenous materials, so like brass, aluminium, and steel. They're all, I mean, sure, you can argue like, oh, well, actually, the crystal composition of steel is not homogenous, and that's why there's problems, and that's why Rolls-Royce spends so much time making um, monocrystalline structures for their turbine blades out of titanium. And that's very precise engineering work. But the thing is, um, to all intents and purposes, if you're turning bits of metal on a lathe, mild steel, uh, brass and aluminium, they're all homogenous materials. If you start cutting into them, it's going to be pretty much consistent. I mean, there might be a bit where you don't have enough torque and it slips and catches or you've not put enough cotton compound in it, starts smoking and eventually stalls. But uh, and also you, your cutting um, bit gets a bit too hot, so it doesn't cut very well. But more or less, it is a homogenous material. Now these um, vases, they are not homogenous. They are heterogeneous materials well, because it's a lump evidence of a lathe dates back to ancient egypt around 1300 bc of it there's also 1300 tenuous, there's also tenuous evidence for existence and a mycenaean greece mycenaean greece site dating far as back as the 13th 14th bc so the, the thing is you look at that lump of rock on there, and anybody can see that's not homogenous. That's a heterogeneous material. It's bits of quartz amongst other bits of stuff. And you don't have to be someone with extensive ex uh, machining experience to know that if you start trying to turn that, cut it, um, engrave it, chunks are going to be ripped out. Because there's you can you just know that some bits of that are harder than other bits of it. And even if you start cutting really slowly, it's still going to be, um, it's still going to be a challenge, if not impossible, to turn it on the lathe. And yet, these pre-dynastic Egyptians—we call them Egyptians because that's where they were. What's a but really, 
A dog clutch. Other work holding methods include clamping the work about the axis of rotation using the chuck or collet or to a faceplate using clamps or dog clutch. Uh, a dog clutch is, uh, I think you get them in bicycles. You know how you can pedal, and when you go forward, it goes fine, but when you do it the other way, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that, that's a dog clutch, so it allows you to go one way. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, the point being, I don't think these were actually turned on a lathe, certainly not a potter's wheel. And the invention of the lathe, as you say, it it comes thousands of years after the invention of the wheel. Now, Hobbit, are you um, saying it's aliens? Because that's what Stephen J. James is saying. Honestly, mate, I, I don't know. Remember that time we used the whole bog roll in a day? You said it was aliens, Hobbit. Well, my mum, she uses a whole bog roll in a day. She doesn't even shit that much. <laughs> Just like, well, I'm, oh, I've I've used the loo. Time time to like pull away like two inches from this bog roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, women they were toilet trained, were they? I, I don't. Is maybe they just sort of see like, oh look, it's it's literally money I'm throwing down the loo. But let's just grab like huge handfuls of it for no discernible reason. I don't need to. Dwell too much on that. Yeah, this has nothing to do with vases. So, shall we? Shall we have a look at some 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 more vases? Have I got other examples of this? Because, uh, uh, oh, oh so, what's bringing up Eisel now? Alphabet cats bringing up Eisel. I bet. Uh, do you use maybe, the tracing maybe, paper? <laughs> maybe you should have it. I don't oh. think you'd be grabbing handfuls of Eisel, would you? Uh, Badger's ass, I think it's going to be like you can't stop your employees from shitting on the clock, but at least you can make the bog roll rough as a badger's ass. <laughs> just Eisel is pointless anyway because all it's ever going to do is just fucking smear it and make the problem worse. It? So, these, um, what's remarkable about them is not just the fact that they're carving these jars from incredibly hard material uh they're doing it from heterogeneous material as well um oh yeah i'll give you another example of this um where are you put you got to uh, i'll put them all in general where the clip art is uh but I hate fucking Discord because you can't just save it. You have to open the original and then save it. Otherwise, OBS goes, don't like that format. Oh, that's gay. Yeah. Oh, it's always being gay. Oh, that looks pretty good, that does. How do they make tiles like that? Do you remember them tiles that you used to get that were like that? Um... uh, Search me. Maybe they they use ink and stuff, but Point being, uh, with, with these things, and you'll get to see them soon, is it's not just the material would be... Which one do you want first, the little squat one? Oh, any of them, really. You, okay. you could do it even as an image slideshow. You have it alternate like one picture to the other every five minutes or so. Yeah. But the point being is that not only are these materials like... Um, very hard wearing. Just finishing up on the toilet paper, it's um, Moppy D says I use what three three pieces, one up, one down, and one to polish. Yeah, hello, Rimmer. 
And (laughs) (laughs) you just read the Bailey the Labrador quote. Yeah, well, I I happen to know he's not a chocolate face. It's um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, no. I bet he looks like one after he's eaten an ice cream, though. Oh, yeah, but um, especially through that mask he wears. Yeah. Uh, just drinking fizzy rosé for a, for a mask and throwing the ball into his car. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, the, these vases, they're made out of very hard stone, which is known impossible to turn on the lathe. And... Uh, not just that, but they're precision engineered. So they got handles on them, which is nice, you know. Got it's, the good, it's good to... metal bits on there. So obviously well, there was the... some greater thing that went over the top, wasn't there? Probably a bit of raffia or something. Well, the point, but those handles, like, it is possible. Because I was thinking, if I was going to turn something, put handles on a lathe, how would I do it? And it... It is possible to do it on a lathe. However, it's much easier to do it on what's called a a 5.5-axis milling machine. And as far as I know, they didn't have computer numerically calculated 5-point milling machines uh, 20,000 years ago. Well, I can't be 100% certain, but I'm going to say that it it would be um, hard hard to say. I, I'm I'm doubting it. Like if all this other stuff they say is true about it, um, but I'm starting to believe increasingly it's all a bloody lie. There's no way that ancient man should have been able to make the this same precision, style, aren't they? With the the handles in exactly the same way, aren't they? Just well, one's, uh, and one's more higher up, isn't it? You know, I mean, archaeologists of the future could say, look at all these cars; they're all the same style. It's like uh, they they're all slightly different, but they're more or less the same, and uh, I would agree with them. I hate modern cars. Stephen J. James says, "Why were ancient people so into flower pots? They're not flower pots, mate. Are they?" No, uh, you can put flowers into them. You could you could put olive oil. You you could put uh, the souls of the di- recently departed. I mean, mm. who knows what they're containing in these things? Now you can you. If you want to speculate, go ahead. I'm not going to speculate as to what these were used for or, or why the precision was there. I think it's more important to notice the precision. Right, so in terms of symmetry, like variance on, on the circular bit of the vase, you're dealing with one one thousandth of an inch, which is about five microns. Um for, for reference, what is the width of a human hair? Let me find out what the width of a human hair is. Average width of a human hair. Bailey Labrador said I, I would use them to contain my gravy bones. A hair's breadth. Gravy, bo- is gravy used... bones are a good solid dog treat. Is it used as a full unit of very short length? I want to know what it is. Oh, of course they're using it in, in metric. What's the, one proper, non- what's the proper name for that dog treat, the one that looks like fig rolls? Because I only ever call them fig rolls. Uh, I, I, I've never bought them, so I can't say. So, uh, yeah, the nominal value is 75 microm- micrometers. 
but they're anywhere from 17 to 181 micrometers. So uh, what if I do uh, uh, average width for human hair in imperial measurements? Because I'm going to use imperial measurements from now on because it makes things a lot easier. And, of course, it goes back to the Wikipedia article with, oh, I know, um, 75... 75 micrometers in foul sense of an inch. I wish they'd use microns instead of my. Uh, so 75 micrometers is 0 0.002. So that's two thousandths of an inch. So the precision, the symmetri symmetrical precision of this is twice as fine as the width of a human hair. And on the handles, it's slightly less precise. It's five thousandths of an inch. So that's two widths of a human hair, which I think for something that's 18,000 years old, so you, no, sorry, not 18, that's from 18,000 BC, something that's 20,000 years old, that's pretty good. I mean, you, you could say, oh, maybe in 20,000 years' time, it's lost a bit of its, you know, definition and edge. Um... Now, I'm not going to speculate as to what they're using them for. Maybe the Egyptians are just really anal retentive about putting this stuff in there. But two things we know about them. They're mass-produced. Uh, they were pre-dynastic. And the Egyptian pharaohs used to collect them. And uh, 40,000 of them were found in one burial site. So the... 20,000 years ago, they were mass-producing things with tolerances which you don't really see even in engines. Let me just have a look. Voila. Um, what tolerances is a modern petrol engine made to? Because I, I remember seeing like a 1960s Jaguar E-Type, and they were talking about... Oh, I'll shave off a couple thousandths of an inch from this head gasket. So as you can see here, it's got a few uh, things in it. Um, Apparently they're bacon and cheese toasties. I never knew that. Uh, petrol engine, classic engines, modern fuel, how things move and my tolerance. All right, I, I don't need to get uh, too bogged down in the details here. Point being, 20,000 years ago, they were making... Uh, precision engineered objects let's just say objects and it they were doing it to the tolerances we'd only see now with uh engines wh where you need something to be absolutely precision because otherwise it it, it won't work now it, it doesn't really matter what they were using it for it, you're welcome to speculate on it chat's welcome to speculate on it point being is they were making this and this stuff existed before the invention of the so-called uh, wheel or lathe or five-point CNC-aided milling machine with lasers. So you use lasers to measure precise things. So it's, I find it's very interesting because it's like, oh, okay. Um, well, that throws a spanner in the works. I mean, according to conventional wisdom, 20,000 years ago, we were just grunting, picking shit out of our arseholes, and uh, barely getting above painting in in caves, so uh, I'm getting a lot of lot, lot. There's a lot of chat. People are saying Madonna looks like an alien now. 
Uh, she she looks like the Bogdanov brothers. It's like yeah. ah, the Bogdanovs are dead. Now it's my chance to look like a Bogdanov. Yeah, there's there's a gap in the market. <laughs> as as Lizard says, speaking of ancient artifacts, show Madonna's face. <laughs> it does look like it was CNC. It it don't look natural, does it? I mean, what's what's the symmetrical tolerances on her face? Because I don't think it's as precise as these ancient Egyptian vases. Hold on, I've nearly got it. I've nearly got it. Oh, you know what? So I, I've pretty much done my bit. By the way, uh, a recent fire video. I'm not sure Are we which be one Madonna it is. Isn't she spooky? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on talking about Madonna's episode, although we might get round to that in the second half, as you may well know. Yeah. Uh, oh God! Get that demon off of the screen. Um. But uh, I did talk about some of my recent fire videos. I'm not sure what day it is, but the description will be. Speaking of fires, if you do have a Madonna at home, keep her away from the fire, as Albert Cat says she might melt. So I'm I'm gonna copy this bit now. This is from the uh the uh. UFO Fanciers Forum Above Top Secret, and this is a post from 2012. Above Top so, Secret? That's Nick Pope, the government dope, isn't it? Or is it the other one? Nick Pope, the government dope, has probably been on Above Top Secret, or certainly been discussed no, his book on it. Was it. Who, wrote a t- who wrote Above no that, no, that was Timothy Good wrote Above Top Secret, didn't he? So, let's read this post because that, that will save me doing it. I used to own that I, book, but I never read it. I. I did have that book, and then I gave it to... Oh, that's right. I gave it to my mum's friend's divorced uh, husband who's interested in UFOs. Never got it back. Uh, Hi there. I have an avid interest in Christopher Dunn's work and in the research of Egypt stonework. Christopher Dunn was recently on um, Uncharted X. Yeah, Timothy Good wrote that one, Hobbit. Okay. Uh, That's good for Timothy. Uh, Christopher Dunn has recently been on... An Uncharted X, which uh, has gone to fame because Joe Rogan had him on. So, uh, yeah, uh, I thought that's why we talk a bit about vases. Um, I know an interest in Christopher Dunn's work and the research of Egypt's stonework. There are some very interesting oddities he's found over the years. Now, I leave it up to the reader to believe his work or not your choice. What I want to do here is present some intriguing evidence about the stone vases of Egypt. Part of conspiracy, Timothy Good doesn't have a Wikipedia. Hmm. Uh, so, vases for American oh, audience, that's a vase or a flower pot. For me, one of the greatest mysteries of all time is the stone vases of Egypt. Thousands of stone vases have been found in and around the pyramid of the pharaoh Djosa in Sakakakakura. Timothy co- Good is a British author on UFOs. His book in- books include Above Top Secret, the worldwide UFO cover-up, Alien mm. Liaison, Beyond Top Secret, all published by Sedwick, Sid- Sidgwick and Jackson. Sedgwick Press. Good has made many television and documentary appearances. Critics challenged the reliability of his writings. Good was born in London. He also had a career as a violinist. I'm just going to minimise YouTube until the demon's face is gone because I refuse to look at that anymore. Uh, So, yeah. In 2007, the CIA cited Above Top Secret as one of the sources contributing to the idea that the CIA has secretly concealed its research into UFOs. Uh, all right. So anyway, thousands of these stone vases were found in the pyramid of Pharaoh Djoser in Saqqara. 
about 30 kilometers south of Cairo. The stone Cairo. vases originate from before 2800 BC, or as recently, some of these stone vases found in a burial site from 18,000 BC. They are made of hard rock materials such as diorite, gneiss, and granite, and require heavy-duty uh, machinery such as diamond drills, diamond saws, cylinder bores, grinders, etc., of which did not exist in those days. Ah, this was speculation, right? Oh, I've just oh. remembered a, a Madonna joke. You know he said, do you think if she went near a fire, she'd melt? She'd make a complete pool of herself, wouldn't she? That's, like, one of her songs, right? No. You know, there was one of her songs which I thought was really interesting. It's I can't remember the one, but right at the end of the song, it sounds like you're hearing it through transistor radio. And what they did is they used a low-pass filter, sorry, not a low-pass filter, a high-pass filter to get rid of the low and mid end of it so it sounds tinny like it's coming through a cheap transistor radio. Mm. And I thought that was incredible. But now I understand about how filters work thanks to my... Synthesizer filters, how do they work? Well, I'm glad you asked that because my dad explained it to me over many hours, many years ago, yeah. when he was working on filters for um, mains electricity conditioning. But we're not talking about vases here. So let's just, yeah. So um, all of those uh, equipment didn't exist back in those days. The wheel had not yet been invented, and I was still unknown. Yet many of these vases are perfectly shaped and often fully symmetric. In 1880, Professor Petri, who has done excavations in Egypt for years, noted... Uh, it's about different... Actually, you know what? If you want to look up Professor Petri... Um, How do you spell it? Uh, uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll give you the, the thing which I'm, I'm reading from here. Uh, just post that in general. And um, uh, oh, Professor, Professor Mark Pe Petrie, P E T R I E. Yeah, I found that. He's uh, Professor of Cardiology. Uh, Done excavations in Egypt for years. So, an Egyptologist, Professor Petrie. Noted that I'll write, I'll write Egypt in there, see if that changes anything. So, Flinders, um, Flinders Petrie. I don't know what his first name is because it doesn't mention it in this post. 1903. Uh, 1880, Professor Petrie. He'd done excavations in Egypt oh, for that's years. Yes, I think I found the guy. The, Sir the, William Matthew Flinders Petrie. Commonly yeah. known as simply Sir Flinders Petrie. You don't hear people being called stuff like Flinders anymore. <laughs> Fucking base, isn't it? Base. What happened to names like... Um, Peregrine. Uh, or, or Flinders, Percival, or... Uh, yeah. Well, why is it... You might still hear people called Arthur, but never Ethelred, or... Um, what's the other name that came to my mind the other day? Uh, well, you, you still got Geoffrey and Godfrey. Um, Theo? That's the other one. That's, that's God. There oh, was another... So there, it, there's a picture on the Wikipedia of the distinctive black-topped Egyptian prop pottery Hitus. of the pre-dynastic period associated with Flinders Petrie's sequence dating system. That's the name I was trying to remember. Titus Cadbury. He founded the village of Bourneville, and it upsets me because there's a pub in Bourneville now. He was a teetotaler. Yeah. 
and the pub is called Don't Tell Titus, like it's some sort of like joke. And I'm I'm thinking like, no, I, I I'm not a Stephen J James Mormonist, but if the town was founded by Titus Cadbury, as in, look, you you can live in Birmingham, which is a shithole, and drink, or you can come live in Bourneville, which is nice, but there's not going to be a pub. It's going to be a church. It's going to be a post office. There's going to be a grocery shop where you can buy booze, but there's no pub. Uh, and now there's a pub in Bournemouth. Flinders, Sir Flinders Petrie, was he was a yeah. he was a his father was a was a member of the Plymouth Brethren. If you know what they are, Robert. That's probably a fraternal organisation, so Freemason. No. So anyway, Christians. no. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's there's fraternal organisations amongst the Christians. I mean, the so Franciscan the brothers. So the group emphasises sola scriptura, the belief that the Bible is the only authority for church doc- doctrine and practice. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, Christians who say you shouldn't be Protestant or uh, like Catholic. Ca- is, would that be like Calvinist then? Would it? No, they're no. saying you shouldn't be you shouldn't be Protestant or Catholic. You should just read the Bible and oh, have and a personal it, it relationship was, uh, with Jesus. Who was Flinders Petrie's most famous student? Uh, it was uh, Vincent Good, who writes here, Howard he'd done Carter. excavations in Egypt's years. Howard, Howard Carter. Carter. Who dug up um, uh, Tutankhamun. Oh, well, there you go. So you notice that the ancient Egyptians really must have had these tools and pointed out... He, the... he died in Jerusalem, mandatory Palestine. My dad told me about this. He said that he was looking at some of these sarcophagi and they're saying, oh, all the Egyptians have with copper chisels. And he says, but I can see the saw and drill marks on them. Mm. So Professor Petrie, like uh, 140 years ago, was saying that uh, they point out saw and drill marks, which undoubtedly prove this. However, only a few of Petrie's investigations have followed up. These mysterious vases have now housed in prominent museums such as the Louvre, the British Museum, and the Petrie Museum. So first off, about Pitt, Professor Petrie. Yeah. So William Matthew Flinders Petrie, which, as you've said, 1853-1942. Um, Petrie excavated in Egypt for the Egypt Exploration Fund, the EEF, from 1884 to 1886, but he felt he needed more independence. In 1894, he founded his own archaeological body, the Egypt Research Account, or the ERA. Up the ERA! which later became the British School of Archaeology in Egypt. Later, Petrie rejoined the EEF, having excavated for them between 1896 and 1905. In 1892, he was appointed as Edwards Professor at University College London, or UCL, the first person to hold a chair in Egyptology in Britain. He later abandoned Egypt to work on the Hyksos sites in Palestine and do you, Gaza. Know when, do you know when he did his first excavation, Hobbit? Um, no. He was eight. Uh, he also ventured into his first archaeological opinion, aged eight, when friends visiting the Petrie family were describing the unearthing of the braiding Roman villa on the on a lot on the Isle of Wight. The boy was it's horrified not, uh... to hear the rough shoveling out of the contents and protested that the earth should be pared away inch by inch to see all that was in it and how it lay. All that all that I've done since he wrote was wrote when he was in his late 70s, was there to begin with, so it's true that we can only develop what is born in the mind. I was already in archaeology by nature. So, in other words, a slightly more believable Sir Jeremy Paxton. Yeah. Inventor of the Cavendish banana. 
Yeah. And no, you don't want to do a greenhouse like that. This is how you do a greenhouse. <laughs> right. Scrib- yeah. Scribbles out green. Scribbles out words. World's largest greenhouse in on back of napkin. Backpack it. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, whilst you know managing multiple train companies because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a fun episode. I enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, works in Ixos sites. Uh, Flinders Petrie died in Jerusalem in 1942. Petrie's methods were revolutionary for his time. He placed great emphasis on observation of everything found, as you've mentioned, and the typological study of all objects. He probably made more major discoveries than any other archaeologist, and his vast collection of antiquities now at the Petrie Museum in London. Egyptians, especially Zarid Hawass, Fucking dog, goat, fucking Pesai Hadawas has been bitter and, and salty about this ever since, and has forbidden any excavations from happening. Um, oh, by the way, there was a UFO underneath the Sphinx, uh, but they've uh, taken it out now, and they're going to make it public that. Um, is there a stargate there? Yeah, they're going to make it public that there's an underground chamber underneath the Sphinx. Yeah. No, they, they've. Now they, they've cleared out all the, the interesting stuff. Yeah. You investigate the Great Pyramid and develop dating techniques, especially sequence dating, which uses he first used in Palestine, and a steel used by archaeologists. Petra used pot sherds. Pot sherds? Shards of pots, previously discarded as rubbish to help with dating. By means of pot sherds, Petri identified two Greek cities in the Nile Delta, Nalkratis and Daphne. He made other important Egyptian discoveries, including raw tombs. Oh, but this one, then, have you heard about his extraordinary visual memory? Mr. Flinders Petrie, a contri- contributor of interesting experiments on kindred subjects to nature, informs me that he habitually works out sums by works out sums by aid of an imaginary sliding rule, which he sets in the desired way and reads off mentally. I've never used the slide. Do you, do you even know how to use a slide rule, Hubbard? Uh, vaguely, you you got you you can use them with logarithmic tables, and it gives you a close approximation of the answer, but it doesn't give you the exact answer. It's yeah. it's an imprecise calculation device, and it's um like my my dad knew how to use one, and he tried to teach me, but I n- I never really used it for anything, and I never had a log table. He does not usually so, uh, visualize the whole rule, but only the part of it with. Which he is oh, you still got concerned. that demon on the fucking YouTube? Turn, put a vase on there instead. <laughs> I'll find a new. I'll find a new vase. I'll yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, chat. That demon's been up there all this time. This, you know, she she won't be in the in the, uh, in the second half. But now the first half, I just wanted to say, you know, it's quite interesting. All this stuff about um, uh, about Do you want about stuff. Naked oh, right. Roman men on it, Hobbit. Oh, no, it's got to be Egyptian, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this looks kind of Egyptian. It's got um, what's his walk name? like an Egyptian. Who's the one with the with the wolf head or dog head? What is it? Romulus and Remus. No, the is it Osiris? I think. Oh, it? Horus. No, Horus has got yeah. a Horus has a eagle's head, doesn't he? Oh, I I don't know. Osiris has um, a jackal's head, doesn't he? Because he got chopped to bits and they couldn't find his head. I don't know. I'm I'm not too good with the Egyptian knowledge, but anyway, uh, so Petri did some stuff. Is that better than Madonna? We'll we'll see in a bit. My God, she's got massive carp lips as well. Now onto the stone, 
On to the stone vase he found. In 1887, William Flinders Petra realised that only lathe turning could have produced the symmetry and balance he found on thousands of bowls and vases at Giza and Saqqara. Uh, uh, I'm reliably yeah, informed it's Anubis we're talking about. That that uh, vase there is like a later one made by Egyptians. That is during a dynastic. It's not a he's pre-dynastic doing, He's not one. doing the proper dance, though, is he? Work like but, an Egyptian. It, you know, that just... That that's like a, like a child's attempt at a vase compared to what previously was being shown, which was really quite quite something. Um, well, that's not going to anyway. She put that in a fish tank. The fish would love swimming through that, wouldn't they? A bowl maker attained curves of exact circularity by rotating the bowl around a fixed blade and formed the lip by shifting the centering of the bowl. Another round-bottomed vase had its walls of such uniform thickness that it balanced... Round-bottomed vases make the world go round. I can't remember the song. Balanced perfectly on the curved base like the tip of an egg. In 1985, Christopher Dunn, a machining technologist, concluded from the tormachs and the sarcophagus lids that only machine laving could have achieved such precision and gloss, especially on hard stones such as granite and slate, or granite or some people that pronounce it the wrong way. How laves work. Laves have been used throughout history for shaping wood, metal, or stone. A stone lathe holds and rotates a block against a cutting tool that chisels into shape. It usually lies horizontally, oh, but larger I'll Egyptian... Some, I'll find some more Flinders stuff, Hobbit. He really is the new Joseph Paxton. In his teenage years, this is when he was a teenager, Petrie surveyed British prehistoric monuments, commencing with the late Romano-British cat... British British camp that lays within yards of his family home in Charlton. In attempts to understand the, in, a, in attempts to understand their geometry, at nineteen he produced the most accurate survey of Stonehenge. I mean. Yeah, sounds about right. The new Joey boy. He's the new Joey boy. Larger Egyptian work pieces probably stood upright. Egyptians used hard stone such as granite, as well as softer alabaster, onyx, and limestone. Yeah, but the other bastard stuff came later. The The original ones were of the hardest stones and therefore required the most technology. This actually is supported by Herodotus. Like, the when he talked with the Egyptians, because he says, well, if I wanted to start my history off, nobody has a more complete and Hobbit, deeper understanding history. talk like an Egyptian? What, Herodotus? No, because he was a Hellenic Greek. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, he... He's, like a large part of, of Herodotus's histories uh, is his time in Egypt, yeah. and even he says, like, look, the Sphinx and the, the pyramids—they were around before the dynasties. They—they they were here when we got here, mate. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's incredible stuff. So, um, oh, here we go. While metal chisels could be used to shape soft limestone, the metals available to ancient Egyptians, copper bronze and during the first millennium bce which stands for before christ's era wrought iron were far too soft to work igneous rock hard stone vessels is, you think this is more examples that we're living in the ruins of a of a greater society well mate that that great society was twenty thousand years ago which coincides probably with the time of the fall of atlantis actually uh, hard stone vessels were given their form by pounding them with hammer stones. Well, the, See, the, drawing... fall, the fall of Atlantis is kind of a, it's like a founding, non-founding myth, if you know what I mean, isn't it? Mm. So, seed diagram one in the diagram below, made of stone harder than the workpiece itself. 
Um, let me have a look at this source. Rishafem. Uh, oh, nice. If you want to read that, I can tell you some more about um, about old. No, I can't because it's in it's in it's in devilish uh, devil runes. It's it's a website that ends in dot il. Yeah. Um, our our boy, our boy Flinders is definitely the new Joseph Caxton. Sometimes copper saws were used where the soaring action was due to quartz sand particles embedded in the metal. Sand was also used as an abrasive for boring and drilling. No coring drills have been found, but apparently hollow copper drills in conjunction with quartz sand were used extensively. Though whether they used bow drills or drills with crank cylinder... Oh, I was fucking stone man tools. Right, okay. Or drills with crank cylinder to the stone on the right is uncertain. At times, tubular drills of various diameters were applied concentrically, so that remaining cores could be broken off cleanly, creating big hollowed out space. Another option was to drill five or six holes around the centre of core. This is bollocks, which could then be removed. Stone drills, similar to the hieroglyph on the right, consisted of wooden shaft with fork at the bottom, which held the stone drill, the crank... I'm not even going to bother reading the rest of this bullshit, because it's just a pack of lies. Um... I'm fascinated with these non in history. would love to hear ATS's thoughts about all of this. Uh, this one below is an exquisite work of art. Raise the eyebrow. Yeah, that's the first one I showed, the quite squat one. Yeah. This one piece is so flawlessly turned that the entire bowl, which is around nine inches in diameter, fully hollowed out, including an undercut of three inches opening in the top, balances perfectly. The top rests horizontally when the bowl is placed on the glass shelf. On the round tip bottom, no bigger than the size and shape of the tip of a hen's egg so this you, you know like those those wobbling toys that this is like its center of gravity means it won't tip over that's that's like that's that's more than just like oh uh look master i've dribbling retard because you know anybody before before current day was a dribbling retard don't you Robert? yeah it's it's just it's uh it's uh it's really it's uh yeah um this requires the entire bowl to have a symmetrical wall thickness without any substantial error. With a base area so tiny, less than 0.15 of a square inch, any asymmetry in the material as dense as granite would produce a lean in the balance of the finished piece. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a level of symmetry which even today, even with a, a 5-point CNC-aided machine, you'd be struggling with. I mean, they can't even make an alloy wheel that perfectly balanced. That's why when you get like a new tire fitted, you have to get those exactly. lead weights put yeah. onto it. To yeah, so because otherwise, when you go at speed on the road, your 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 wheels would be wobbling. Um, Egyptologists uh, read dickheads to be fair, that are to be fucking. Fair, they are made in China, which means like, you can't really regard China as the same as the middle, the modern world, can you? Mm. -mm. Uh, Egyptologists read dribbling dickheads, inbred fuckwits like Zayid Hawass. Yeah. Maintain that the work, including granite, was completed with copper and stone tools. Although this has been contested on the basis that are you a fucking moron, you fucking <laughs> dick? Do you know how soft copper is in comparison to granite? Yeah, how about I beat you across the head? with this granite thing and see what breaks first, my bet is it's the vase, because you are that fucking dense. You absolute dribbling imbecile. But anyway, enough about Zahid Hwas. Um, 
So it's been contested on the basis that spiral tool marks in certain core samples indicate that a metal or precious stone stronger than copper would have been required. What? You mean, when you're dealing with diorite, which is almost as hard as diamond, you'd need something a bit tougher than a copper chisel? Hmm. Um, mass-produced lathe-cut vases. Or mass-produced lath-cut vases. <laughs> Petri submitted the evidence that showed that the ancient Egyptians used laves. It appears that the vase-making was considerable post in ancient Egypt. We can read an inscription concerning Imhotep, which contributes him as oh, the Hobbit, chief vase-maker. Did I tell you we got some viewer mail the other day? Um, one of our viewers hmm? said it was funny when we talk about Americans not being allowed to hang washing out in their back garden. Why is that? I mean, like, mate, you, you is like California has got some perfect washing weather. Yeah. Or Nevada, and it's like, oh no, I'm just like gonna. It, it's a baking hot day, and they stick it into a tumble dryer. They, Dickheads. They get, they, get, they get like cardboardy in the in the tumble dryer, don't they? Static clingy. Plus, you yeah. want to hang your clothes out in the line because then it got it get the fresh air smell. Yeah. It appears the vast making of Hemotep attributes uh, him as the chief vast maker amongst his many titles. There have been literally thousands of stone carved vases found in and around Sakura, which all considered to have originated from the first dynastic periods. Note they're pre dynastic. It's not the first dynasty, it's pre pre dynastic. Many of the vases have been cut from extremely hard stone, again requiring an equal or harder blade to cut them with. The evidence suggests that a specialised drill would have been used to carve the interiors, which are remarkable in that they have been carved equally well as the outsides, including the difficult section inside and under the curves of the necks of the vases. And they're absolutely precise. I mean, to balance a vase so precisely that it rests on something which is like uh, the surface area of a hen's egg, and it's just... Put that first vase up, the squat one. There's... There's another picture. Let me let me get uh, this the second picture. Oh, oh which of course is now dis. Fuck's sake! This picture's just disappeared as soon as I clicked on it. You fucking dickhead. Um. Anyway. Uh. Uh. Yeah, oh, God. Um. Um. So yeah, the the question. Um. Uh, I've lost my place now. Fuck. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, board holes holes um must have been harder than copper. Y- yeah, yeah. Because that's where That's what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, I, I, I um. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. So there's another one here talking about the sarcophagus lids, which weren't sarcophagus, but never mind. Uh, sarcophagus lid always been very impressive to me. The exact 90-degree corners, the mirror finish, the precision is just awesome, not to mention the massive size of the lids to begin with. And that was all, you know, put into place without um, forklift trucks or cranes or anything. Uh and the point being about all this stuff is uh, I'm not going to speculate as to why they were doing it. 
I, I will say it's possibly not done on the lathe. It's done using um, sound, which turns uh, this very brittle, hard material into something which is soft and plastic. But when I say plastic, I don't mean like making out of uh, polyvinyl chloride, which the Ohioans are very familiar with at the moment. Um, I'm talking about um, plastic as in... You, you know when like uh, they say each material has a, a an elastic phase where if you bend it to it, it will bend back to its original shape, and then it's got a plastic phase where you can deform it, and then it's got a, br a breaking phase. So if you go beyond the plastic bit, it will break. Um, I they think go, they go you... into the plastic phase and then like stick it on like a potter's wheel type thing. Is that what you're saying, Hobbit? I'm I'm saying that they use. Uh, uh, sound, and they might not even put it on the potter's wheel. They they're using sound to turn it into the plastic phase. Well, obviously, I don't know and, that, but I'm just like I'm just speculating that like that would be the easiest. If you could turn it into like a, make it into go into like some sort of plastic phase, then you could put it on a potter's wheel, which would yeah. But I'm saying it's the sound itself which first turns it into the plastic phase, yeah, and then the the sound through cymatics will make it take on various shapes, um. Have you seen like the the various patterns they do with sound and black paper, uh, where they they beam different frequencies of sounds on it, and they get these different patterns come up? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, do you want do you want to do video I've seen, I've showing custard, cinematic? I've seen custard in a bass speaker. Uh, yeah. But uh, let me just see if I can find a um uh uh. I don't think we'll be able to play video because I haven't set the keyframe right. <laughs> Oh man, I I uh, um uh, uh well here here's a video example of it anyway. So you get patterns by f shining different frequencies into a vessel, and I reckon you could use sounds like blow out a, a um a lump of stone into a vase shape. How you do the handles on top of it? I am not sure. And the point being is, you can speculate, um, and anybody else can, on why the Egyptians are doing this. I think the real like takeaway from this is the fact that we've got these precision-engineered um, things. Amazon. Well done. I, I, I don't know, um, like... Uh, is the fact the fact that they have this precision at all? That's that's the main thing. That's like the the really You'll important. Find surprising offers. Find got to listen to an advert. Yes. Um, remember this this advanced stuff is brought to you by Amazon, catering yeah. to Africans and Wicks. Africans. Wicks with Izzy wheels. Yep. And oh yeah, this is like. Yeah, when I'm I'm busy working like f fitting kitchen cabinets in people's houses with my wheelchair. Yeah, I I, I do. Yeah, I, I get out of my wheelchair and I put skirting boards on people's houses and uh, yeah, I, I reroute copper cables around uh, people's bathrooms. Remember, when we're talking about serious stuff like this, she gets like sixty million views on a video. Yeah. So Wix have hired her because she's like no, a, a plumber, right? I've never heard of Wix. Before. Oh, right. Yeah, because I was Do just going to say what. Or just play it. 
it just just play the thing and you it will just be various sine waves so you can have the sine waves on there if you want uh, i'll put it off it's full screen anyway yeah and now we have got uh, passages in the Bible saying about the walls of Jericho fell when they blew on their trumpets. Mm. And there was the weird stuff about Coral Castle where um, was it Edgar Casey says, oh, I, I've got, I've got the uh, secrets of the pharaohs. He built these massive uh, structure, megalithic structures in Florida. And nobody saw how he did it except two boys. And they said, well, it looked like he was holding two ice cream cones and he was lifting up these massive stones with them. Yeah. So... So you think it was sound you, then, do you, Hobbit? Oh, getting a communication coming through on 140.057. And it's gone off. Okay. Um, yeah. I just uh, thought people want to do that. <laughs> no... Um. Oh well, Stephen J. James is being super morbid. Sugar will be banned in the ethno state of Utah. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I think this this but is a good on, segue. On, on the on the plus side, you can have uh, you can have fourteen child brides. Yes, yes, you can, and you, you can the you the, can the pedo the pedo state of Utah. Uh, the you, the you wonderful can... the wonderful FLDS. You you can pass on your um, uh, your daughter child brides to uh, those that you want to uh, welcome into so you the Mormon so you can family. Be, if you want to be in Utah, you can be keto and pedo. Mm, yeah, and they, they too are teetotaler like Stephen J. James. Yeah. Now but I think that's, that's this. What happens when you don't drink? You end up end up touching kids, don't you? I think, well, you've got to do something to pass the time. Mm. I think this is a good segue, uh, talking about Africa. That video's still going. Talk... <laughs> they're, this, yeah. they're at 444 hertz. Let, let's talk about my, um, speaking of Africa, you know. Well, we was his... down in Africa. Do you remember when T.I. Well, actually, I was... oh, yes, I do. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I do. Um, just talk about you know speaking of Africa, the I think we, Africa. we 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 can change things slightly and talk about my favourite band. Uh, well, they're not my favourite band, but Motorhead did a song, you know, the space of AIDS, the space of AIDS, and I I think one of the lyrics in it is like, I think you know that this is fake. There's no such thing as HIV. Underwear Hobbit. He, admit, he admitted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Stephen J. James is not a woman, so, um, I, uh, yeah, I think I'll be an old man by the time he's got some daughters eligible for, uh, uh, bride service. He's just got to keep his boyfriend in check, hasn't he? Well, well, yeah, well. With the magic uh, panties. But he's he's still going to, like, you know, have a family and uh, have, like, 14 children, like all good Mormons do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, AIDS is fake. No such thing as the HIV virus. Thank you for attending my TED Talk lecture. Now fuck off. Mm. Um, I am, by the way, not saying that uh, you should go and have like gay sex with hundreds of strangers. 
and get fisted in the ass. Oh, brilliant! And copyright content then, that we just played in the thing. Oh, that's good. It's it's that, that's nice to know. Um, yeah. So, so uh, uh, if you want to see the copyright content, remember Odyssey, where you can also like type like a real human being as well, and not just yeah. have to carefully moderate your language and like um, the. Uh, where is it? There it is. Um, but yeah, AIDS isn't real. HIV isn't real. Loads of uh, queers died in the. Um, by the way, that's Herb, their word. Herman Herbert's li- Herman Herbert's living like a like a uh, like a skater in the nineties. He wears dickies. I thought dickies was like workwear. It is. Oh, but they used okay. to do. Um, they used to do. Uh, khaki trousers which the skaters used to wear oh okay fair enough well the, I, I had to do a, a um, I, I had to do coursework on, on HIV I didn't get a dissertation for it because I I, I lost the interest in it but I, I was trying to find like the, we were given like an example of what the HIV virus looks like. And actually, that was one of the things which made me sceptical of a modern virus, who I won't name, um, because it's like, hey, this is exactly the same diagram they used to say, the, the HIV virus. And I remember back then when I was doing this in 2010, I was like, well, I even wrote in my presentation, I said, look, this is a representation of what they think the HIV viruses look like. It has never been discovered in vivo or in vitro. And I got told off for doing that. And I was you like, no, well, you look. didn't notice something, did you, Hobbit? Well, I, I said back then, I said, look, I'm, I'm doing a scientific investigation to this. This is what you've asked me to do. And I'm presenting my findings. And I'm telling you now, unless you're like giving me money to go and research it, uh, this virus has never been never been isolated. It's never been observed. Oh, oh yes, it has. Thousands of people have done it. So, well, that's that's an emotional argument. And as a scientist, oh, and I got told off for doing that as well. I was told I was being ghoulish. And I said, well, look, you, you asked me to do a scientific investigation. I, I don't understand what the problem is. Um, and that's when I cert- learned that science isn't about science. It's about kissing ass. Back consensus. And- yeah, and it's it's about telling the people that pay grants what they want to hear, basically. But that's what that's what science has gone to. So, forgive me for being slightly fucking disillusioned. Um, but anyway, loads of queers died in the eighties and nineties. So, Hobbit, why why don't you, surely that's evidence? Like, well, look, I I certainly agree with you. Loads of queers were dying in the eighties and nineties. Um. As you know, there's the famous Beagle torturer, Anthony Fauci, who was uh, spending a lot of time in bathhouses. Yeah, but and, uh, hold on a minute. Anthony Fauci would not tell a lie, Hobbit. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't listen to him. All I know is he likes to torture Beagles, and I don't approve of that. Um, cause, you know, no, I don't, I don't think Anthony Fauci would tell a lie. I mean, it, look at his face. Look at his little face. Very trustworthy face it is. But anyway, he used to spend yeah, like a lot of time... He ha- says Philadelphia was a true story, bro. When um, Anthony Fauci wasn't torturing beagles to death, he used to unwind it's by going to bath... Yeah. Um, 
source uh, I made it up. Yeah. Now, um, when when he uh, wasn't busy torturing animals to death, including beagles, which I like, he was used to relax in bathhouses in San Francisco and New York, where just just for research purposes, bro, research yeah. purposes. Yeah, and. He, he he basically made up like uh, um, they used to call it grids, which was uh, um, gay related yeah. immune deficiency syndrome. Oh yeah, I was I, I was just thinking I can't use that word on YouTube. Um, what gay? The, the gay? Uh, no, no. Um, the the word the word which uh, the bundle of sticks. You know, is, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but the. Uh, uh, the rat point parrot. being the rat is a lot of a lot of gays were uh, getting sick because they were having lots of sex and it turns out when you get bummed a lot and well, actually, you get I, I heard a vicious vicious homophobic uh, conspiracy Slander. theory once when I went yeah. to a um psychic fair uh what the bloke there said he said what it was was the sperms go in the bottom and because the sperms have little things on them that t the sperms have little things on them that turn uh, immune systems off because obviously they have to get into the ladies they're supposed to go into well i can't even say that they're not they 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 just go wherever don't they but it, it, but the, the birthing person egg chamber yeah that's where they were supposed to like in aliens like in the birthing person's egg chamber so they've got immunosuppressant properties because if not the the, the the birthing person's egg chamber would see it as uh, an infection. But I've realised the Edinburgh error in my way since then. Snopes have taught me correctly, and I now know that that is a vicious, homophobic, uh, anti-Semitic canard. Oh, Craig Wilson is, is talking about the, uh, uh, the the bloke who made Coral Castle. He discovered the secrets of the Egyptians and how they built things. There's a photograph of a black box on top of the three-sided scaffold, which was thought to have been taken by authorities upon his death. Ah, uh, I think that's that Edward Lee Skanklin he's talking about. Oh, I thought it was Edgar Casey. Um, I, I, I don't well, know. You I'm not very Edward good. Edward Lee Skanklin, a couple lines up, so I assume that's who he's talking about. It, that that's the Coral Castle guy. Oh, he's talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, point being. Uh, yeah, it turns out if you have hundreds of sexual partners and you're busy shoveling meth and fists and dicks up your bum, and it's going to have a... Well, no, because uh, yeah, we were talking it, about the semen, the, the, the anti-homophobic yeah, uh, canard. Theory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the anti-homophobic canard. Mm. If it's anti-homophobic canard, does that cancel out? Because double negatives in English are a real no-no. Mm. Now, um... Yeah, what, do you, what do you think to that theory then, Hobbit? Uh, it's got some merit to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. say that's true. Um, turns out, when you get like loads of cum in your bum and meth and fists, and you're doing other drugs too, it has a bit of a knock-on effect to your immune system, and you'll get sick. So uh, uh, Mr. Fauci's um, plan was... Oh, not to worry, guys. Look, there's this um, drug called AZT. Uh, we were using it for chemotherapy, but we had to ban it because it's it's killing the cancer patients. Um, but gays have got a stronger immune system than cancer patients. So let's give it to them. And then thousands of gays were dying from taking AZT. 
And there was that, oh, there was a film about it, it's saying, it's like, um, there were gays protesting, saying, Fauci stopped killing us, um, and I forget what it was on about, but apparently that's the thing with Magic Johnson as well, is he, he didn't... Um, he had the good aids though, didn't he? The guides that got better. Well, that's the thing. They gave him AZT, which made him sick. So it's like, oh, screw this. The, the, the cure's worse than the disease. I'm just not going to take it. So he stopped taking it, and then he stopped doing his gay activities. Oh, it's all right. Snopes, Snopes will clear this up. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, key facts. Dr. Anthony Fauci has been the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institute of Health. How many institutes do you need to be in? Bruce uh, Kibbutz, he was never based. Look, he's a psychopath, and he just realised back in the 80s that if he did his Joseph Mengler experiments, or is Mengler, is it Goebbels? Mengler. On, I'm, I'm going to be a Facebook Goebbels boomer. Was, Goebbels was propaganda. I'm going to be a Facebook boomer and say, he's worse than the Nazis. No. Led, so he led efforts to find a treatment for AIDS at the onset of the epidemic throughout the 1980s. Because that's what, that's what Anthony Fauci wants to do. He just wants to cure things, Hobbit. I don't know what, don't know yeah. what you're saying. One he, such treatment good... was azidothymidine. If it's got thigh in it, you a's, know it's a good... A's, thigh. <laughs> thigh always means that it's a good, good drug, Hobbit. Well, uh, thiamine is uh, vitamin B1, which is what alcoholics lack. Well, it's thymidine. Oh, thymidine. Yeah, if he's got oh, thiamine, yes, but... it's good. Like, th um, uh, was it? Uh, what's it called? The it's one with the people Hermit's with the little arms. Face maids. Thalidomide. Oh, that's thalidomide. Yeah, yeah. Which is where we get. You know, it sounds like from. it could be an anagram of thalidomide. Sounds like it's going to be a good, good drug. Uh, commonly called AZT, which is. Which which was created decades earlier as a cancer treatment, but was shortly shelved for its high toxicity and adverse side effects. However, there is no evidence to suggest that the administration of AZT killed more people than the virus itself. None oh. whatsoever. No oh, I, evidence. I wonder if in a, a few years' time there'll be like there is no evidence to suggest that the. Uh, that the treatment, the safe and effective treatment, killed more people than the virus itself. It's unknown how many, if any, deaths resulted directly from patients being Did treated also... with AZT, AZT as early as testing. As early testing was not always standardised to account for various other experimental and approved treatments as well as from infection by HIV or other secondary illnesses. I hear that AZT is safe and effective. Yeah. And uh, that many gays were dying suddenly there, of, but not because of AZT. So, blah, 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 COVID-9, blah, 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 Raji Fulci. In September, oh, memes shared widely on Facebook, vicious, evil, Nazi Facebook, and sent to All our those staff... those Nazi evil boomers. Yeah. Staff claimed that at the beginning of his career, which coincided with the onset of the AIDS epidemic, Fauci promoted a controversial treatment called Azido, uh, commonly known as AZT, to, to discredit the doctor, just purely to discredit him, just because they don't like his face, to discredit the doctor. One such meme claimed that more people died from AZT than did from HIV, the virus that causes the immune, immune deficient disease. 
Yeah. A still image of a young Fauci appearing to speak on C-SPAN is pictured next to text that read, remember that one time, that one time in the 80s and 90s when people died from the age, uh, the age treatment, AZT, and not the actual AIDS virus. Remember that one doctor that, who promoted that treatment? The implication... Oh, the, the paranoia around it was as, as bad as the paranoia from like a few years ago. It's like... Yeah. Oh, if somebody with HIV sits on a toilet seat, you, you'll yeah. get AIDS in the bum. Yeah. Uh, the implication was that seat. Fauci was responsible, which he obviously wasn't for these alleged deaths. The most lurid versions of this claim declared that Fauci killed or murdered AIDS, AIDS patients by promoting AZT treatments. And we know Fauci wouldn't do that. Fauci is a tip-top, 100% A1 doctor. Look, he may have tortured a few dozen beagles to death, but otherwise, apart from that, he's totally trustworthy. Yeah. He just wants the best for everybody. Snopes readers. Unless so you're a beagle. You're average, so here it is, an appeal to the average Snopes reader. Yeah. Your basic Snopes reader. Though some basic elements of the claim are true, more on that later, the allegation Ooh. lacks not only evidence, but broader context and a deeper understanding of both the AIDS epidemic and the fast-tracked they... approval process is meant to find a find a safe and effective treatment for the newly discovered safe disease. And safe and effective. I love effective. it when someone says broader context. Yeah, you just don't yeah. get the context, bro. What is it, bro? So it's like, what is it, bro? It... You just don't get context, bro. So so here's Anthony Fauci, like, you know, hanging out in uh, some bathhouses in San Francisco and New York yeah. after viciously torturing some poor puppies to death. Mm. And, uh, oh, you just don't, you know, you need the context of it, bro. It's like, well, what context do I need? This, for next, bit, this next bit is precisely why you should know that, that Snopes, Snopes writers are the most... They're the most diligent and um, intelligent and, like, tip-top. Wouldn't get a single fact wrong. They've done this, Hobbit. Full I think stop. The, Sno the, the Snopes uh, readers need... To, the, the, the newly the, discovered state disease, Hobbit. Full stop. And while it is true, <laughs> they've done it, Hobbit. The full stop <laughs> and. And while it is true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The Fauci... So, Whilst it's true, it, it, it's wrong to believe that he did anything wrong and uh, you, you should go away. Because Fauci would not done did a lie. Uh, there you go, I'll bet you can read along with me. I I, I don't want to because uh, <laughs> I, I might have mentioned it a few times, but I think I got away with it. He tortured beagles to death. <laughs> I, I, in the beginning you know. years of the epidemic that he played a role in such research it is misleading to allude he alone is responsible for approving the treatment it, it was just misleading. a junior guy he was just following orders like any it, good nazi would it, it's misleading to allude that he tortured puppies to death <laughs> misleading you're misleading it, people have it it's it's very misleading about you know how he talks. So furthermore, Hobbit, there is no evidence to suggest that the administration of ACT killed more people than the virus itself. It is unknown how many, if any, deaths resulted directly. From, what I've already read this bit. If any deaths resulted directly from the patients being treated with ACT, as early, as early testing was not always. I've already read the, what. Well, they do the bit over and over again because you're stupid yeah. and you might have forgotten it, so that's why they repeat it. 
Yeah, Jesus, oh, really, really throws you, don't it, when they do that? Uh, Today, AZT is one of one of more than thirty therapies approved in the United States for the treatment of AIDS. Um, right. So, origination of the claim: the meme appears to have sourced information from a 1989 article, public public published in the music magazine Spin as first reported by the non-profit science education organisation Health Feedback. So, bullshit. Because they're a non-profit science, bullshit. You only trust for-profit science, Hobbit. Uh, you only trust safe and effective puppy killers. For-profit because... science. Only trust the for-profit science. Because they're not going to lie to you. Why would somebody who's creating profit lie to you? All I know is safe and effective medicine comes from... Uh, men who torture puppies to death and then go and relax in bath houses where they don't engage in gay anal sex and then poison their boyfriends to death with the safe and effective AZT treatment. That would be a so, anti-Semitic card, canard and a lie, Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, it would, you know. Uh, mo- mostly safe and effective um, uh, puppy so torture. Remember, Hobbit, trust profit, don't trust non-profit. Because yeah. they're not making money out of it, you know, obviously they're not going to get facts right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now that... Do you know the funny thing is, I remember this, I like, thing it. ages... I loads more, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. all right, okay. Um, uh, so, this was reported by the non-profit, non-profit bad, remember that, non-profit good, non-profit bad. The non-profit science education organisation, Health Feedback. A 2015 digital reprint of the article. That's underlined, capital letters, 2015 digital reprint. That means it could have God knows what added to it, Hobbit, because it's a digital reprint, couldn't it? Um, Yeah, I, I know that puppy torturing equals safe and effective. Of the article included an introduction by magazine founder founder Bob Guccione. I'm struggling really hard not to start singing Get in the Ring by Guns N' Roses. Do you remember that song? Uh, I haven't really listened, oh, apart from Ah, sweet child of mine. Oh, I listen to Get in the Ring by Guns N' Roses because he really doesn't like Bob Guccione or Spin Magazine. Um, uh, Bob Guccione Jr., Jr., who described the truly bad and corrupt science surrounding promoting ACT as a treatment for the syndrome of diseases. Obviously, Guccione, he's, he's used the evidence from a non-profit. He hasn't used the ef- evidence from the for-profit, which means Guccione is just simply misinformed, isn't he? Ah, sweet Guccione of mine. (laughs) In the 1989 article, Guccione continued, unearthed hard evidence of the cold-bloodedness of the AIDS establishment. Can I just stop you for a bit? I'm I'm going to take a screenshot uh, of watching this thing. It's like, these top car trends should die. The video is going to do it justice, right? But um, For the radio audience, there's this presenter... We need a new... Uh, no, no. Uh, for the radio audience, I'm looking at a video called Top 10 Car Trends That Should Die, so I don't have to listen to safe and effective puppy torturing. Yeah. And the guy in it is presenting just popped up in the screen and he's boss eyed, and it's really hard to concentrate on the stuff he's saying is about he this fit? steering wheel. He's not fit either. He, he is not fit at all. 
Um, but it's it, it, he's basically got a face for radio. His face shouldn't be in this video. But Hobbit, what is, can um, you remind the audience what this this has to do with faces? Yeah. So the thing is. Uh, I wanted to talk about AIDS being fake and gay, but if I started off the show with that, we'd get a strike because yeah. Susan. Uh, so I thought we'd start talking about uh, vases. <laughs> what, Rita and then... Repulsa. She looks like Rita Repulsa. Madonna reminds me of that villain from the Power Rangers. <laughs> Rita Repulsa, ah! is that who she looks like? I will, t- I will, I will, I will safe and effective Godzilla and uh, <laughs> kill those Power Rangers. Ah, oh, dear. Anyway. But, uh, Why so, are you putting the demon's face on it again, for fuck's sake? You, Hobbit, because you won't give me any more vase pictures, and SJJ wants another vase picture. Oh, I, well, I'm, when, I'm just going like, to look at... When you like Madonna's banana filled face from, uh, looking down on you while you get pumped full of AZT. Um, safe and effective. Uh, it's safe and effective, which means you could have it with you like on your cereal and everything. Mm, mm, mm. So, y- so anyway, Gugioni the... carried on spreading his filth and lies, uh, uh, pushing a drug that was worse than the disease and killed faster than na- the natural progression of AIDS left untreated. Both claims that are erroneous, Hobbit. Among other assertions, oh, okay. the article argued that thousands have been walloped with high doses of AZT and possibly even died of toxic toxic poisoning. Now, why would a man who tortures puppies to death possibly do something like that to people? Just to give them the benefit of the doubt, it has been known, like, occasionally nurses get, like... Those puppies the... accidentally died, Hobbit. It, it has been it has been known like from time to time that nurses they'll look at a thing and it says like ten micrograms yeah. or zero point one milligram and they they get it wrong by a factor. Streaming. There we go. We're up and running again. Yeah, Odyssey died as well. Right, so we're we're back up and running again. Um, where was I? Anyway, I was, I was ranting about Snopes. It's like let, let me just let me just repeat that for everybody. Researchers would deepen their understanding of proper dosing requirements for AZT and how it could be used in combination with other therapies to effectively treat AIDS. So they didn't know what dose to give people, so they were making the fucker up. Yeah, right, okay, yeah, so safe and effective. Snopes has just fucking admitted that. Yeah, so it's a safe and effective. Yeah. It's fine. What what the problem is? Oh, anyway. Do you, do you want to read some of this, Hobbit? No, I don't, actually. Okay. Um, because I'm looking at the time and I'm just thinking, there is something I briefly wanted to say. I remember years ago listening to this uh uh, Black talking about Magic Johnson and stuff like that and saying, well, the reason he got better is because it's actually um, uh, HIV has got a, a real name. It's called um, uh, EN51 and there's a US patent on it. So, uh, What's happened to Madonna's echo- smiling, smiling benign face? Echo November 51. It, it's... Uh, it's a weapon, and he said the cure for it is something called tetrasilver, tetraoxide. And I thought, so is that collodial silver? Because collodial silver is a broad spectrum antibiotic, antifungal, and antiviral agent. Um, so it could just been that, yeah, Magic Johnson was being given collodial silver, 
and that cured his That's infection. What that and then he got better. Like that used to be on the internet. Do you remember? Uh, quite a lot of people have used collodial silver, and they also use ionic well, um, silver, which what's um, the name? Uh, oh, Corin. Corin used to rub it on her chuff, so she didn't get sexual diseases. Oh, um, she was sleeping with hundreds of men or whatever she did. I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it, I am saying that um, if you abstain from having sex with hundreds of uh, partners in the, in the weekend, well, maybe you might get better. That, that might be a, that might be a factor in it, might not. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what about those whores that take up the bum um, on porn and stuff? Do, do they have AIDS? Because I, I don't think they have as much stuff up the bum as uh, the blokes that... Because apparently one of the things about meth ingestion is it uh, um, means you can't come, but you're horny. So that's one... And also, like, if you're doing physically strenuous activity for an hour's at the end... Uh, methamphetamine is also quite good for b being like physical and that stuff. So it, it's all a bunch of very destructive activities. And they know that people that consume meth or heroin, they've got compromised immune systems. So may maybe it's just like these drugs and the risky activities that go with it, they're going to do nasty stuff to you that you shouldn't do. Um... But anyway, uh, I, I, I'm pretty much done with that subject. AIDS, it's fake. Everybody oh, and another has AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Your mother and your sister too. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> but point being is, um, it's fake. And oh yeah, that was the other bit I wanted to mention. Uh, note, know what two countries have the same definition for AIDS. Different countries, different definitions, and uh, that was also something I uh, I didn't know about when I was doing my investigation. It came about years afterwards, but if I'd known it at the time, I'd have been like, "Well, hang on, why is there no consensus over what AIDS is?" Uh, well, apparently, apparently, I, I haven't looked into this too much, but I, I, while I was doing flat Earth, stuff, you can get AIDS from there, chemotherapy, by a, the way. There isn't even a consensus on what gravity is is there yeah because it's bullshit um there's even my dad was talking to me recently saying that he doesn't think the atmosphere is held in via gravity it's not strong enough he thinks it's being held in with electrostatic forces uh it, not a so there's no not a firmament then hobbit did you tell him he's uh, i i didn't talk to him about that okay. I, I i'm not gonna go there with him um but uh yeah uh now, Have you seen this uh, one? Pat, Pat, Pastor dies while attempting to replicate forty day fasting of Jesus. Well, Jesus, before Jesus we before we before fast, we get on to was just in the desert for forty days. Oh, uh, before we go on to that, it, I I do remember one of the things saying is that not all AIDS is caused by HIV. Chemotherapy causes HIV. What's AZT? It's a chemotherapy drug. So AZT was giving people AIDS. Hobbit, you know you don't like the Dutch. Oh, the, the Dutch are scum. Can I just um, f focus on this point? Oh I'm saying if you take drugs like AZT, which deplete your immune system, that will give you AIDS. 
And that is recognised as one of the causing factors of AIDS. That gives you AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. So you don't just get AIDS from HIV, is what I'm saying. And that's why I... Uh, that's why I'm, I'm um, I didn't know Dale Winton had died. Sergeant Oitmason said uh, he died of a thing. I think it might be an AIDS joke. I don't know. Uh, Dale Winton and George Michael died of a chesty cough. Right. <laughs> and hmm. Rock Hudson. There, there is something, in, instead of going into uh, unexplained histories today, there's something which I thought was a bit more interesting. Hobbit, Hobbit, which Hobbit. Is... I've got to do this one. You're going to love this one. Yeah. Dutchman is killed by a violent chicken in Bizarre Attack. I was probably trying to bum it. <laughs> in what can only be described as a freak accident, 67-year-old Jasper Kraus from Ballinerslo in the Netherlands died last year from injuries sustained by a chicken. The irate Brahm, which for some reason had taken sudden exception to him and managed to drive its spur into his leg, Creating a wound so severe the resulting blood loss ended up killing him. When he was found by his lodger, he was lying in a pool of blood and was only able to utter the word rooster before he died. So he was trying to bum a cock and he... The, the, the spur, Is this part like... of the egg bollocks though, Hobbit? Because his daughter later cited the incident as a warning to the others of the dangers of keeping chickens. This sounds like a con job to me. How about you? Yeah, it, it's been known that one of the most dangerous animals to ever raise is a chicken because yeah. people often get like their femoral artery severed well, you know what they when say, trying you know, to bum a cock. Relax, don't they? Yeah, that's that's right. Holy shit! They found a patient. Can I? They found a patient can from I, China. Can I? Outsiders. Great, great. Can I do us this story about the internet, which I thought Go might on. might be pertinent to everybody? Pentagon explains odd transfer of 175 million IP addresses to obscure company. Nothing to see here. Move along, please. Um, oh, I, I suppose I could go to the to the thing. Um, yeah, let's let's go to the to the actual. Uh, uh, Stephen Joe James says, "If bumming kills you, explain Elton John." Um, uh, they give him transfusions of children's blood and adrenochrome. He's on the Liter Express. Uh, while the world was distracted with President Donald Blorumpf's leaving on office on the 20th of January, an obscure Florida company discreetly announced to the world's computer networks a startling development. It was now managing a huge unused swath, they, they've written swath, they haven't written swave, of the internet, that for several decades. Do Americans like have trouble with the letter E on the end of the words? Because many Americans seem to be unable to spell the word breathe. They just write breath. Yeah. They keep saying, oh, I can't breath. Yeah. Isn't that a certain type of American, though? Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Americans, because they're all thick. Um... The entities controlling the largest swaths of the internet generally are telecommunication giants whose names are familiar, AT&T, China Telecom, Verizon. But now on the top of the list was Global Resource Systems, which is also known as the Legitimate Businessmen's Club. A company founded only in September, there's no publicly reported federal contracts and no obvious public-facing website. They are now make it. Yeah, they are now announcing more address space than anything ever in the history of the internet, said Doug Midori, 
director of internet analysis for Kentic, a network monitoring company, who was among those trying to figure out what was happening. And I'm trying, ah, here we go. So the, the archive links are loaded. I'll just post that there if you want to read along with me. Uh, while the Trump's, yeah, I said that bit was happening stranger still. The company Global Resources LLC kept adding to zone of control. Soon it claimed 56 million IP addresses owned by the Pentagon. Three months later, the total is nearly 175 million. That's almost 6% are of the... Are they trying to suggest that they're stealing these IP, IP addresses from the Pentagon and the Pentagon are doing absolutely nothing about it? I I think the Pentagon allows them to have these addresses. Well, you know, I, I because say, I'm, I'm say the same thing. Yeah. I find it very highly unlikely that the Pentagon would just let them steal them from under their nose. So 175 million IP addresses equates to 6% of a coveted traditional section of internet real estate called IP version 4, where such large twunks are worth billions of dollars on the open market. The entities controlling the largest swaths, again, they don't use the letter E, of the internet. Yeah, but they, they, they're misspelling it. Generally, our telecommunication giants, yeah, we said that bit, uh, as this did... they have to say force it a bit, so you know they're they're not, they're not all there, are they? That's why they've got leaky taps. They keep forcing it. Yeah. As listed in records, the company's address in Plantation, Florida, outside Fort Lauderdale, is a shared workspace and office that doesn't show Global Resource Systems on its lobby directory. Fort Lauderdale. Is anyone else in that sort of area? Are they, Hubbard? I've heard of Fort Lauderdale before. I wonder why that is. Oh shit! No, that's Florida, isn't it? I was thinking of uh, Langley. Mm. A receptionist at the shared workspace said Friday that she could provide no information about the company and asked the reporter to leave. The company did not respond for requests to comment. Oh, that's totally fucking not suspicious at all. Nope. The only announcement of Global Resource Systems Management of Pentagon addresses happened in an obscure world of Border Gateway Protocol, BGP, the messaging system that tells internet companies how to route traffic across the world. There, messages began to arrive telling network administrators that IP addresses assigned to the Pentagon, but long dormant, could now accept traffic. But it should be routed through global resource systems. Network administrators began speculating about perhaps the most dramatic shift in IP address space allotment since BGP was introduced in the 1980s. So what, what, are, does, it, what does this mean then, Hobbit? It means that some big company that nobody's ever heard of has bought up billions of dollars worth of the IP version 4. They're trying to move the world onto IP version 6 because there's not enough spaces on IP version 4. Yeah. Um, so that company's got so much of this stuff. And so, that the Pentagon... So why, why, would, why would the company be doing that? Uh, are, they, are they doing it to force people on, onto IP 6 or...? Well, it's we don't know because it's all mystery. They've not had any press release. There's no like the company's declined to comment. So your guess is as good to mine. It's uh, it's safe and effective, is what it is. Yeah. They're now announcing more address space than anything ever in the history of the internet. Said Doug Midori, director of uh, internet analysis for uh, what, 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 what point in short being fucking how nobody ever proofreads this stuff director of internet what do they, they gain from it Hobbit that's the, that, that's the you know qui bono who, I don't know who benefits in this all I know is, is that this is a bit weird 
The theories were many. Did someone at the Defence Department sell off part of the military's vast collection of sought-after IP addresses as Trump left office? Had the Pentagon finally acted on demands to unload the billions of dollars worth of IP address space the military has been sitting on largely unused for decades? An answer of sorts came Friday. The change is in the is the handiwork of an elite Pentagon unit known as the Defence Digital Service, which reports directly to the Secretary of Defence. The DDS bills itself as a SWAT team of nerds tasked with solving emergency problems of the department and conducting experimental work to make big technological leaps for the military. Created in 2015, the DDS operates a Silicon Valley-like office within the Pentagon. It has carried out a range of special projects in recent years, from developing a biometric app to help service members identify friendly and enemy force in the battlefield, to ensuring the encryption of emails Pentagon staff were exchanging about coronavirus so vaccines what's with... The, so what's the problem then, that the plebs have been like roaming around the internet to far too freely for far too long? Is that, it? Is that the problem they're addressing? It's like, who's this company and how come they've got billions of dollars to buy up all this stuff? Who'd give them that? Well, they're sa- they're Where's that come is, from? They're saying it is the CIA though, aren't they? No, that's the thing. that Nobody knows what uh, global development... No, nobody knows anything about it. It only came about in September. Uh, Brett Goldstein, the DGS director, said a st- in a statement that his unit authorised a pilot effort publicising the IP space o- op- owned by the Pentagon. Okay. This uh, plan will assess the value and prevent unauthorised use of DOD IP address space, Goldstein said. Additionally, this pilot may identify potential vulnerabilities. Goldstein described the project as one of the Defence Department's many efforts focused on continually improving our cyber posture and defence in response to advanced persistent threats. We are partnering throughout DOD to ensure potential vulnerabilities mitigated by my sciatica. The specifics of what the effort is trying to achieve remain unclear. The Defence Department declined to answer a number of questions about the project, and the Pentagon officials declined to say why Goldstein's unit has used a little-known Florida company to carry out the pilot effort, rather than have the Defence Department itself announce the addresses through BGP messages, a far more routine approach. Oh, so in other words, it's like some sort of tax fraud conducted by Goldstein, no, no doubt. What is clear, however, is Global Resource Systems announcement directed a firehose of internet traffic towards the Defence Department addresses. Midori said his monitoring showed the broad movements and internet traffic began immediately after IP addresses were announced in the 20th of January. Um, Midori said such large amounts of data could provide several benefits to those in position to collect and analyse it for threat intelligence and other purposes. The data may provide information about how malicious actors operate online and can reveal exploitable weaknesses in computer systems. Could, would, should, maybe, possibly, speculation bullshit, then. Um, so, in, in other words, it's just... None of your like, fucking business, pleb. Yeah, pretty much. Now, Go fuck yourself, I thought pleb. this was an interesting um, comment um, on 4chan. They were saying, Cloudflare and other content distribution networks break encryption by design to serve you a cached content while live-action role-playing as the Origin web server. Content distribution networks, CDNs, modify data real-time constantly, request animegirl.png from any major image host, and watch it serve you 
anime girl uh, underscore recompressed dot webp. Oh, I hate webp and Jiffif. Those formats should not exist. They're evil. Fucking evil. I hate them. Stash, why are you messaging me right now? Like, seriously, I'm, I'm busy. Um, oh, retards are rather complaining that the Mongolian basketball forum doesn't support WebP. Instead of getting mad about the obvious bait and switch censorship happening in real time. If they can modify an image in root, they can modify any type of context like video, audio, text, anything. Normal fags who do not care because they're too stupid to understand what's happening. Mention these facts anywhere in uh, glow. Um, glow Negroes will come out of the woodwork to label you crazy and claim there is nothing wrong. Yeah. CDN needs to save Shekels. Every website behind a CDN is allowing the CDN to spy on every user requesting content from it. Every website behind a CDN can be shut down at any time. Whoopsie doopsie, we're having trouble, Wubble, finding that pagey wagey. Well, you know, if you, you want to know about the shit ass Josh from Kiwi Farms. Mm. Try again later. Uh, insert a cute picture designed for toddlers. Encryption is useless anyway because consumer level CPUs do not generate real random numbers. And everything, well, that's all right. You just use a radioactive decay source as your random number generator. And everything in RAM can be accessed remotely via CPU backdoors. Yeah, thank you, Intel Management Engine and AMD equivalent. SSL, or TLS, is broken by design, and all older hardware, where it could be a real security, has been declared obsolete recently, because it doesn't support the uh, new gay languages you, you know, like Rust. How many, um... How many systems are still running on fucking XP because the the company yeah. is too lazy or just quite simply can't shut it down? And then the next post says Elgin Air Force Base controls 4chan and Reddit. Um, there's like various things. I'm I'm certainly sure a lot of traffic for these websites gets directed through various um, Brigade 77, Elgin Air Force Base, and Global Resource Systems. Yeah. Um. Anything else that's all interesting? Um, like you, I don't know. If you remember a while ago we did that uh, Guardian article about the type of groups they spy on. It's like you don't even need to be like an important group or doing anything interesting. The police want to know exactly what the fuck you're up to, don't they? Um, for those people that say they've got nothing to hide, why do you have locks on your doors? And why is your why does your bathroom have a door? Why don't you just have like a like a like a plastic screen on it or something. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just don't just have like, um, why have you got privacy glass in your bathroom? What are you trying to hide in there? Exactly. Um, so is there any other thing? It's just, uh, um, uh, uh, no, that's not anything good. Um, uh, let's see. I can't read that out because there's too many um, naughty words that Susan gets upset about. Although she is leaving um, soon enough. Uh, so the bottom line is, unless you either become a threat or have something very valuable, they do not care about you. Economy of scale works both ways. It allows literal nobodies to become hideously rich and also keeps other nobodies from ever falling on their radar. Um Let's see, what does this... Somebody's posted a, a screenshot, said boardruined.png, so... 
Oh, all right. Searching for posts that contain good point. I'm leaving 4chan. 45 results uh, found. All the IDs are different. Oh, actually, is that the same? No, that's that's G-Y-E-X-A, and that's G-4-B-X-C, so they're, they're different. Um, but yeah, 45 posts saying exactly the same thing. Um, is there any other interesting things? If Ah, if they can modify an image in root, they can modify any type of context. I actually do not say anything against the posts like these, because you're right, the shit is really it is shit, but it's also no magic. Your browser requests something like bullshit.png, and I, the web server, tell your browser, okay, here's a mime type, text-plane, and just say, hello world. Your browser has no problem with this and displays a text document. Do you remember, you do see, you remember the film uh, The Net? Have you ever seen that with uh, Sandra Bullock in it? From, uh, where uh, they're throwing disks around. What's that? They're throwing floppy disks around and yeah. hacking really cool, and it's got animations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's but look how much back then they could fuck her life up. Mm. And you think about now, like that, that, that now would be so much fucking worse, wouldn't it? Well, the, all this stuff with with the AI, and uh, by the way, I was talking about AI before it was cool. So if you go back to a few years ago on my chat, like maybe in four years ago, I'm playing this game called Endgame Singularity, and I'm showing like an early example of AI then called This Face Does Not Exist. Well, I've been listening to a bit of uh, podcast of the Lotus Eaters, and they were discussing AI the other day. That um, Sydney stuff is pretty fucking creepy, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. It it, re- it really is, and and uh, it's just the fact is this stuff is not like oh we've been working on this in the past few years. No, they've been working on this stuff for decades. But now it's time for the public disclosure, and that's why these so-called advancements are happening so rapidly. They're not. It's just a f- it's a phased rollout, soft disclosure of of the secret technology. You're not getting so. you're not getting a choice. On it. <laughs> no. No, but at the same time, this is why when people like Mark Windows saying we're living in a post-truth world, you won't be able to trust any video or, or sound you hear because it won't just be like, oh, that's obviously deep fake. that cadence is artificial. It will be indistinguishable. Literally, T- Tucker Carlson could be doing the special meme about putting a certain uh, uh, ethnic group in walks barbecuing them or sticking them into the airlock and it will actually look sound and be just like tucker carlson saying it so i think in the future there'll be a lot of people with these videos uh saying like oh look here's insert somebody that's famous um that we don't like for whatever reason because he's trying to warn us about these things and here's a video of him abusing a child or here's a video of him saying uh, stick um, ethnic group's head in a blender, uh, kick pregnant ethnic group down the stairs. Um, you know, the, the copy pasta I'm, I'm trying to sanitize. So we're going into a post-truth world, and it will be you can't trust anything that you're seeing here online, and then you'll be questioning to yourself, well, what about the stuff in the past? I mean, there's example. There's that famous example Rob of the Stalin photo. Hobbit. You don't. You don't yeah. need to go back that far. Look at look at what they're doing to Roald Dahl right now. Well, the famous one example I was thinking of is uh, with Stalin. There's that picture of like some people, and they gradually Photoshop, even though Photoshop didn't exist back then. Yeah. But 
there was you know manual photoshopping or all the people that weren't allowed until it's just Stalin standing uh, by a river by himself. Yeah. Um, but the Ministry, so what, but the Ministry of Truth is currently going through Roald Dahl's books, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So some, somebody else came to the same conclusion I did. So the Post said it got an answer from the Defence Department on Friday uh, from Brett Goldstein, the uh, DDS director. Yeah. Uh, what else in it? Still, the government's explanation piqued interest of Doug Midori, director of Insight, says, I interpret this to mean that the objectives of this effort are too far, Midori wrote in a blog post Saturday. First, to announce the address space to scare off any would-be squatters, and secondly, to collect a massive amount of background internet traffic for threat intelligence. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Q predicted this, apparently. Oh, you always... Minutes before... Minutes before Trump left office, millions of the Pentagon's dormant IP addresses sprang to life. IP address location 11.11.18.0. Well, they don't want to the left of field um, election result, do they? Because that takes a lot of cleaning up, doesn't it? Mm. All right, so, so this is in Columbus, Ohio, postal code, ISP, DOD, network information center, defense.gov. And it goes to 3990 East Broad Street, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, that's Global Resource Systems, right. Um, America will be unified again, 11.11.18. Okay, so that's that's an interesting uh, uh, coincidence. Um, what else there? Uh, oh, somebody's posted a picture of a fairy. That's nice. Um, yeah. There's there's a man smiling. There's a, a glow in the dark wearing an FBI baseball cap, saying your IP is being logged and your post documented by several agencies. And the Chad uh, side profile pic saying, well, "I know." How good it is to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave, where you can't put your washing up on the line. Yeah. Um, why American Christ? Says she loves that bit. When we talk about a carpet washing out. Oh, and of course, there's there's the usual shilling against Christianity, saying, um, ironically, if you want to get right with the owner and creator of this route, you need to chuck Christianity. And the response was, why? Christ paid off my karmic debt and make... Uh, I can't say that word. Um, so, demons and demons endlessly sif. Americans can't do it. They can't use. They can't end words with the letter E. It's not Seth. It's Sieve. You put Sieve, Sieve, Breathe, Swave, Depth, Seth. Uh, yeah, he, he wrote the word S E E T H. He's trying to write the word Sieve, but he can't. What? Why do America? This we need to do a four T M words on. Why can't Americans put the letter E at the end of words? Why can't they do that? How is it? Is is it the Three Mile Island brain damaged them all so they can't write the letter A anymore? Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Did you want to do oh, a bit of an explain uh, mysteries? Uh, yeah, we've got one minute left. China's got a 19-year-old that's the youngest ever person to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Ah, oh, no. safe and effective, is it? Uh, well, as you say, it's probably the lead in it. 
Uh, I, I was saying it's the uh, trust the science, safe and effective. Anthony Fauci's a good man, just yeah. tortured a few beagles along the way. Well, they say it's probable. He's probable Alzheimer's. So, as usual, you read into it and it's but like the story's nothing like what the headline is. Yeah. So, the exact causes of Alzheimer's are largely unknown, but a classical feature of the disease is the build up of two proteins in the brain beta, beta amyloid, and tau. In pizza with people with Alzheimer's, beta amyloid is usually found in large quantities outside of neurons and tau. Alphabet cat, you can own a fifty caliber gun, but you can't hang it out on the line to dry. Yeah. <laughs> and tau tangles are found inside axons, the long slender projection of neurons. However, scans failed to show any signs of these features, so he's probably not even got Alzheimer's. What do they tell it like? From like just normal Chinese boy behaviour. Don't know. So, genetic cause was ruled out. They don't think it's Alzheimer's, but the kid's got Alzheimer's, even though it's got none of the. Fucking, I fucking love science. Don't you, Hobbit? It's brilliant. It's safe and effective. Yeah. I mean, look, a few puppies have to be tortured now and then. Oh, what do you and think then the sm- mystery sphere on the beach in Japan, Hobbit? Oh, that's safe and effective. Nothing to see here. Moving on. What do you mean a yokai got broken out of its uh, prison uh, last year? No, that never happened. There's no such thing as fox demons. What, uh, oh, is that what a yokai is? It, it's some sort of demon uh, that was trapped in uh, a prison for thousands of years and the stone got split last year. Uh, Weird stuff has been happening in Japan. Fortunately, X-ray scans of the object revealed that it was hollow, but the mystery surrounding exactly what it is and where it came from remains ongoing. Mm. According to one local man, the sphere had actually been there for a month and he was surprised it had suddenly become the centre of attention. I think he's trying to say there's nothing to see here, I think. Pretty much. Uh, do you want to talk about the ape men of Flores? Could Homo Florensis oh, uh, still be Homo alive? Fl- yeah, the, the hobbits. Yeah, the 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 little little um, pygmy people. Uh, what else we got? Police in China have trained squirrels to act as sniffer dogs. I suppose round of applause. They haven't eaten them yet. I suppose. Well, no, it's because they're busy eating dogs, the ones that Anthony Fauci aren't torturing to death. <laughs> uh, so thanks to the blah, 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 dogs, brilliant. Uh, bizarre twist to our police in China have reportedly decided to try something a bit different by training up to six Eurasian red squirrels. How come China's got all the red squirrels? Uh, they didn't import grey squirrels. Ah, oh, okay. Eurasian red squirrels to sniff out illegal narcotics. These particular animals are surprisingly adept at the task thanks to their keen sense of smell and small size which allows them to climb into places where drugs may have been stashed. When one of them finds something, they alert their handler by scratching. The sense of smell of squirrels is quite sensitive, said police dog trainer, yin, dog trainer or eater, Yin Jin. Uh, it's just that our technology and training rodents was not mature enough. Yin Jin's not a real name. Yin Jin, it is. He absolutely is a real man. Uh, 
US Navy once fired a balloon weapon that turned out to be Venus. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like that time when uh, there was that weather balloon over Las Vegas and they were firing it for a solid half hour and Hobbit, used like to... m- millions of anti-aircraft rounds and it didn't get shot down. Well, uh, Do you remember that? We did a little 4TM words about the uh, Las Vegas air raid incident. I think well, I don't think we have, but I think I spoke it about was the some... early episode of Fortean Words. We talked about it? the Los Angeles weather balloon incident. It was just a it was a weather balloon, bro. Oh, okay. It was, uh, it was a weather balloon that survived half an hour of concentrated anti aircraft fire, uh, millions I, I, of anti aircraft rounds. I do know that L. Ron Hubbard, uh, creator of uh, Scientology, once fired off all of his ship's weapons at a bit of dirt on the screen. On the radar screen. Mm, yeah. Yeah, safe and effective. Uh, could aliens... <laughs> Hobbit, do you want, do you, want you... you we'll, we'll finish off with our usual dose of like completely brilliant, solid-as-fuck science. Do you want to do a bit of that? Uh, I fucking it, love science. Could aliens be using black holes as quantum computers, Hobbit? Uh, yeah. That's, like, really plausible. I, yeah, but oh, they're science alien. Is... It means they do things that were alien. Like that time we used the bog roll in a whole day. That was aliens. <laughs> I just, it's just Red Dwarf just reminds me of like modern science. It's just a joke, isn't it? Uh, I fucking love science. I do. Uh, now, a stu- now a new study by researchers from Germany and Georgia has put forward the idea that advanced aliens may be using black holes as enormous quantum computers, thus explaining why we have yet to see any evidence of other large technological platforms in space. Because we've put loads of fucking technical technological platforms in space, haven't we? Uh, y- yeah, space is real. It's as real as AIDS. Hobbit, how about this for a definitive statement? Quantum computing is likely to become the increase, increasingly prevalent over the coming years, meaning that it is cer- certainly reasonable that an advanced alien civilization could be using a seamless technology. Mm. Yeah. A quantum computer. So what is a quantum computer? Is it actually a quantum... Is it a computer that's got nothing in the middle that they haven't invented yet, or is it just like what is a quantum computer? Do you know? So a quantum computer, also known as a dimensional computer, is able to uh, do parallel processing in multiple dimensions, and uh, they're saying about how it will render uh, traditional uh, security systems obsolete because. It'll be able to crack them in the blink of an eye. I'm not sure how it'll be able to crack them in the blink of an eye because yeah. normally after like free password attempts, you you get locked out. But apparently, it'll be able to crack that. Oh, here's um, the science it, bit, Hobbit. No matter how advanced it is a civilization or how different their particle composition and chemistry from ours, we are unified by laws of quantum physics and gravity, the researchers wrote. These laws tell us the most efficient stories of quantum information are black holes. Mm. So they're not black holes; they're just really big hard drives. Although our recent studies, 
citation needed, show that theoretically there may exist devices created by non-gravitational interactions that also saturate the capacity of information storage, so-called saturons. <laughs> the black holes are clear champions. Oh, dear. And here we go, Hobbit. Here's the, here's the kill shot. Actually finding evidence of black holes being used in this way, however, could prove channel challenging. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, this is this is quite an interesting one for the middle, right up your street, Hobbit. The the modern search for evidence of in, intelligent alien life is often focused on alien techno signatures, which are essentially signs of alien technology, such as huge space space stations or space stations or Dyson spheres detectable detectable using telescopes from Earth. Hmm. So are scientists now just making shit up from films and shit? Well, I'm not saying they're all shark scientists, but it seems to be that if you want to get ahead in science, you just spout whatever bullshit your grant payer is telling you to. Well, as I always uh, say, if you want to get ahead, get a hat. Um, I, I don't follow. Oh, it's, a, it's an old joke. Yeah. Uh, right, anyway, you sound tired. I'm knackered. Uh, should we go to bed? Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm I'm ready to go to bed. My yeah. nose is getting all itchy as well. Yeah, I'll, saying, get, when, I'll, when, when, I'll get snotty towards when, the end of a podcast that you've noticed. That when you get a snotty nose, I get an itchy nose. There, there must be, like, we have to do a four... four, uh, four we, we've got a quantum nose entanglement. <laughs> We'll have we'll have to do some sort of uh, it's the big noses they they're using their vile um, sorcery to lower our credit scores. Is it like telephone telepathy, but it's like nose to telepathy. It's like you, you talk about um, uh, the, the big noses and what they're doing with the internet's IPs, and suddenly your nose starts itching. Yeah. Anyway, night all. Bye. Eight isn't real.